Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Yeah, long story short, it's someone that you want to have a conversation with for the rest of your life and sometimes let them put their penis inside you. Does he have a big dick? What I like about his dick is that it's curved. It just hits the right spot every time. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hello, my beautiful besties, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your best friend, your big sister, and your host, Violet Benson. As you can see, my voice is a little different because I'm a bit under the weather, but don't worry. The episode today has been already pre-recorded with Hannah Burner. It's so funny. It's so good. I love having her back on the podcast. She's amazing. And I'm also going to be on her podcast, Burning in Hell, this week. Okay, before I get started, I have some amazing news. I am going to do a live podcast recording one time only the end of this month, July 25th at the Hollywood Improv. So if you are in Los Angeles and you are free July 25th in the evening, you should go get tickets right now so you can come have a meet and greet with me, watch a live podcast recording. I'm either going to have a guest on or it's going to be a solo episode and we'll figure out what it's about, most likely about love and dating. And you'll also be able to be involved in the episode and then it'll be like a real recording that later on will be a real episode on the podcast so super exciting and tickets are super cheap and then you'll get to meet me after and ask me whatever you want so make sure to head over either to the link in my bio on my socials or to the link in the description of this episode to get your tickets to hollywood improv july 25th to a one-time podcast recording that's live so i'm really excited for that okay before we get started look this morning i woke up and i had some silly jokes in my head i was just like what if i redid my whole brand and what if instead of me just being super positive all the time and telling you that everything's gonna work out what if what if we were honest what if it doesn't what if my new slogan was just give up you know because what is the point (laughs) Maybe things are not going to get better. Like, what do I know? My guess is as good as yours. I'm just saying. So if you're starting to feel like maybe it's time for you to start drinking at 9 a.m., you know what? Maybe you should. (laughs) Maybe you should. Obviously, I'm making all jokes and stuff like that. But since I do try to be honest with you guys, I am kind of going through it this week. And I'm doing my best to pretend like it's not happening. But I just can't with my feelings right now. I'm going through it a bit. As you know, my Greece trip did not go as planned. It wasn't that wonderful, as as amazing as I wanted it to be. And, you know, expectations are silly. But then afterwards, not only did I came home with not speaking to half of the people, and obviously I didn't fully mention what happened on this trip or how much I was being harassed after the trip for whatever reason, which was really odd to me. I didn't even care about any of that. It was the fact that one of those people that were not being that great to me. It was one of my best friends. And that sucks. 
And I think it took me a few days to process the fact that that's happening and I'm no longer speaking. And I'm, I lost, I'm going through a friendship breakup with one of my best friends, the only person that I actually do care that I parted ways with after this trip. And I think I had to deal with a lot of miscommunication that happened after the trip. So I'm mourning a friendship breakup. And then the same week, yesterday, one thing I did not disclose with you guys that I've been keeping quiet is that I've been seeing a really wonderful guy until yesterday. We parted ways yesterday and, you know, and he was also like a best friend to me. So it was like, wow, two friendship breakups in one week. I am such a lucky girl. So obviously I'm trying to do my best for just all the jokes and stuff like that, but I am feeling a bit emotional and obviously jokes just make me feel better. And as much as I would love to, you know, with even the guy that I was seeing, as much as I would love to be mean to him or to blame him for not choosing me, I hate that now I'm such a mature human being that instead I'm like, why would I want to knock someone down when they're already so low? Why do I need to break them down even more? It's not going to make me feel better. It's not going to change the situation. So I got to pick my dignity up and I got to go because you should never stay where you are not wanted. That is one thing my mother always taught me. And that's what I did here. I thanked him for his time and I went and, uh, just hard it sucks when sucks to lose two best friends in one week so i am struggling emotionally anyway (laughs) forget about that fuck i hate being a good person (laughs) i'm so sick of it anyway why don't we (laughs) why don't we jump into some things that are a little more fun like talking about other people and not about myself don't forget to you know if you're in los angeles on july 25th Come have a meet and greet with me. Come watch a live podcast recording. Maybe I'll break down and cry. Who knows? You know, you'll get to finally hear everything that I say that I edit out on the podcast. So that's going to be exciting. (laughs) So moving on, let's gossip about other people. So here are some quick pop culture if you give a shit. And also don't forget, by the way, tonight, if you want to talk to me live about what's going on with my life or you can relate to me, you can also tune in on Spotify Live on my newer show, Hey Besties, which is live on Spotify at 7 p.m. Pacific time, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Tune in. You can talk to me about whatever. And that's where I go into more detail about pop culture and I'll go into more detail about my life. OK, so I'll see you tonight. And also, I better fucking see you July 25th or I'll just keep crying. Okay. so both of those links will be in the description of my bio. Okay. so some quick pop culture, whatever is happening. We got some gossip about the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw. She's officially pled guilty. Sorry, it's not funny, but it is. I feel relieved, you know, at least someone else is going through it, too. But she (laughs) she officially pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud, which could land her in jail for a very long time. In the meantime, wow, she has to pay $6.5 million in forfeiture and up to $9.5 million in restitution. That's insane. That's a fuck ton of Birkin bags, which I will never own one because what a waste of money. I can't believe anyone even owns that type of bag. But apparently she has been defrauding hundreds of vulnerable victims, including the elderly. Ah, I'm sorry. You know, 
fuck with babies i don't care but you don't fuck with elderly people that's just cruel okay but she's has hundreds of vulnerable victims including the elderly in a scheme that's been going on for years so anyone who's watched the past two seasons of real housewives of salt lake city knows about the storyline and knows that it's been extremely juicy basically she's been arrested in 2021 during the filming of season two which is incredible because even though the euphoria cast took up all the emmy nominations this year jen shaw is the one who really deserves a nomination from crying all those crocodile tears on camera pretending she was innocent honestly the situation is so messed up but it wouldn't even be the housewives without something absolutely ridiculous happening if you guys want to talk more about this juicy drama with Jen Shaw, we can talk about it tonight on Spotify Live on my show Hey Besties at 7 p.m. Pacific time. And we can also dive into the drama that's been happening with Doja Cat. We can dive into friendship breakups and to parting ways with someone that says they're not ready for anything and you know respecting that we can talk about all of that so hopefully i'll see you tonight on spotify live at 7 p.m and uh hopefully i'll see you july 25th at hollywood improv for a live recording of my podcast again links are in the description of this episode and also in my bio of the episode anyway i love you guys and i hope you enjoy today's episode it is funny it is so much better than me being a bit emotional well nothing on me emotional but it's hilarious you're gonna love it i love you besties enjoy hey besties welcome back to another episode of almost adulting with me your host viola benson so today we have a very special guest one of my favorite ladies who has done it all from stand-up comedy tours to bravo's tv hit show summer house to hosting her own podcast burning in hell you guys know her and love her hannah burner i'm so happy to be back like i feel like you'd be sick of me by by now because i'm sick of myself but here we are well because you didn't invite me to the wedding i had some time away from you so interesting <laughs> you know i just know that like you're so busy you're going to greece and stuff and i figured hamptons and greece in the same month would be like too much for you well, yeah, although technically your wedding is way before I went to Greece, but technically I would have still said no. <laughs> we only invited 150. Okay, fair. If I were to do it again and invite more friends, you would 100% be on the list. You have 150 friends? No, that was mostly family. You have 150 members of your family? No. Okay, okay I invited some friends. Okay. <laughs> Look, the whole wedding invite thing, I'm actually such a people pleaser. Like, if you had DM'd me and been like, wait i'm not coming i would have been like yeah you're coming <laughs> like i would have just added you to the list and you would have called me out i was like come if it's gonna be an issue just come but someone did ask me the other day <laughs> if i was invited to a wedding so i'm starting drama i was embarrassed and i lied i said yeah i'm just gonna make it <laughs> you know what i'm obsessed with that for you because sometimes i feel like influencers and reality people fight when it's the people in the dms being like did you hear so-and-so say this about you and then you listen to the clip and like they didn't even say anything like they love to start shit i know exactly and you know what we love that for them <laughs> keep your life fun and chaotic i'm obsessed with you i feel like we have a very natural friendship like we don't have to try i feel like i'm one of your biggest fans now what isn't that obvious you're my fan yeah it's not obvious i can't handle this kind of like compliment Oh, okay. Okay. So I like, I like when you, you yeah, I like, like when you're mean to me. 
I've been like oh, doing this thing where I'm nicer to people now. Because I'm your fan. That's so funny. I probably told you this, but I remember the first time I saw Violet was when I was like working at Betches. I was like one of the little minions on my computer and we have people come in and they're always like big time, you know, for interviews. And you walked in, you're wearing these leather boots that over the knee you looked like you were a 10 foot tall supermodel you had the longest ponytail and i was like oh my god this is like a real celebrity like i literally was like oh my god what is life like to be like violet and like, now you know because it's even better for you <laughs> now i'm just hanging with this girl no but i like looked up to you because you you're this badass entrepreneur you're just doing press in the city you're just going from place to place looking fucking hot as shit and i aspire to i met manifested to surround myself with women like you that is so sweet that's really sweet and i'm part russian and jewish so like we're, we're literally yeah we're sisters but you know what i've realized is that when you manifest things it's so much better if you get jealous of someone because sometimes i get jealous of certain people if they're at those moments i'm like oh that's not fair why did they get this and this but i've realized that that goes against manifesting because then you're looking at someone who's more successful than you and you're almost saying i don't want to be that successful because you're hating on them so instead if you're kind of like oh i want to be i want to have more friends like this or i want to be like that then then you're actually manifesting to be that person in yeah instead of seeing someone and like wanting bad for them be like i want them to be in my circle yeah then you I just really become like more powerful maybe i'm just trying to start a cult but <laughs> I just talked about Colts on my Spotify live show. Hey, besties, every Check it out. Thursday night at 7 p.m. It's tonight. It's live at 7 p.m. Anyway. PST? PTS? PT? BTS? 10 ET. I talked about Colts. I, I think I would be the perfect cult leader. Yeah. Why? Okay. Here's an example. Yeah. When I see girls on Instagram, they're always posting stories of homes and, and love books, how to be more loving, all that. I literally just bought a book called 48 Laws of Power. And it was just, just so I can figure out how to be a, how to be a cult leader. <laughs> no, I mean, well, you, you, we are, I joke, like Giggly Squad and stuff is kind of a cult. As in, you're a voice that inspires people. And with great power comes great responsibility. Like the shit you put out into the universe affects yeah. people i have a whole new stand-up bit right now about how bachelorette parties are cults oh i i, I watched and it's that so fucking true though so true say it okay <laughs> so right i now, love it okay i'll do it so bachelorette parties are cults because i did have a bachelorette party and you feel a power like and i say it's a thin line between being a queen and a cunt like you can use that power for good or evil and you get these girls to go to an undisclosed location. They're getting drunk. They haven't spoken to their families in days. They're spent hundreds of dollars for you. And if they like decide like, oh, I don't like this, they get shamed. Like, oh, do you not support Stephanie? And you're like, no, 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 no. I support Stephanie. I'm here for Stephanie. And then you're giving speeches about how great Stephanie <laughs> is. And like Stephanie's not even that great. You've just known her for a long time since second grade and you have to be there. And then you all wear the same clothes and the same colors and it's like mm, you're not even hiding and then i just say scientology started in charleston <laughs> that's so funny yeah you were like and then a couple of days later you're like why am i even here what is this about <laughs> yeah you're like and then she's like yelling at people and you're like it's okay she's under a lot of stress and then you're like no that's not okay and someone's like oh have you turned on stephanie and you're like i'm here no, for stephanie I, would, I support stephanie i, support I would stephanie. never i would never you're afraid to like get out of line you wear shirt matching shirts that say stephanie on it <laughs> yeah. stephanie's my queen you just start donating all your money to stephanie <laughs> for like her but i have to say the wedding so 
someone said like if you have a bridal shower like you're selfish there's just so many events to get money out of people and it's i guess it's from like most people when they were younger years ago you you're starting your first home and stuff but nowadays like i already had an apartment and that i had bought stuff for i didn't need like forks yeah i we just had like a honeymoon fund my friend is doing that too although technically we're going to greece i mean just alone just to fly to greece and then be there and after we're all going to mykonos together Mm -hmm. like it's like 80 people 80 of us it's kind of insane but just that alone not including all the extra stuff cost me over ten thousand dollars shut the fuck up but i didn't realize it cost me over ten thousand dollars because luckily i was like paying like this month for this thing this month for this thing so then you're like not processing it as much it's also a gatekeeping thing though because they're like let's see who really either is rich enough or who really loves us the most so people who can't they're just like sorry <laughs> yeah i think i mean i would definitely have my wedding in europe or somewhere far so then to make sure a lot of people can't come yeah yeah i agree because but this is the thing some people are like i don't want to have a wedding i just want to have spend money on like traveling and honeymoon i totally get that but i used to be like are marriages chuggy are they anti-feminist like it just seems like I don't need like a dowry. I don't need my dad to hand me over to someone. That's bullshit. But the actual ceremony and tradition is actually kind of beautiful. And like, I actually feel closer to my man after it. When I was the ultimate, I was like, I don't want any corny wedding shit. But I actually got nervous during the vows. And like, I perform in front of hundreds of people. And I was literally nervous with my vows. I was had adrenaline. And it was just a beautiful like people joke that you'll be like do you still like me on the wedding day but it was like this really nice closure of like wow this this wasn't a joke this man actually wants to spend the rest of his life with me for now for now it once we divorced and we said it's a bit but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was a nice thing but you could have a small wedding we had 150 people which was nice because like I got to see everyone, but I wasn't expected to like spend time with everyone. Oh, that's uh, okay. So every time I do any type of event, it should just be a wedding. Yeah. So people don't talk to me. Yeah. But I also. I just wave. Yes. People look at me. I wave and then I walk away and yep. I'm like a little queen vibe. I did a bachelorette and I did a wedding. I, cause you're talking to so many people. I didn't have time to eat. So you barely have time to drink. One of my friends was just giving me espresso martinis. The best part of the wedding was the after party when you can let loose and you don't have to like check on people or like do certain things and you could just fucking party. But how do you not get too drunk? Because like I can't really party anymore. Mm-hmm. So now if I have two glasses of wine, I will fall asleep. So that, that worries me. I mean, luckily, I don't even have my a man, biggest so advice on the way <laughs> for, for when you do your your yeah. drink water. I was just like so dehydrated. Just drink water, maybe have one drink and then after party, like get messy. Oh, because you have so much adrenaline and you're so body, much adrenaline. You need alcohol right now. No, like you are so something. lit and you want to remember things and you'll know when you're like, mm, I kind of want a drink. It's not you're not taking shots and stuff. And also we were like giving speeches. It all went by so fucking fast, but it was. Was it hard to write your vows? So he's Irish and the Irish tradition was actually to like give a speech. So we did like basic vows and then we gave speeches and. To the audience? To the audience. Kind to each other with everyone watching. So you have to write two things. I did the vows. We just did like a basic, like what the judge wanted. So we. Des like was killing it in his speech we're comedians so he was just murdering like laughs per minute like crazy like ba 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 and I literally during the speech he made fun of me because I realized fuck I'm up next and I can't bomb after he crushes right. so I'm looking at my notes and he's like she's not listening because she's pl- she's preparing for her speech next and I was like fuck you babe but I got up there and it was like I started kind of slow and then but I had a ringer 
I basically got an applause break, which beats him because he's older than me. So I was an like, an applause break. What an does applause that mean? break means like people are laughing so hard that they start clapping. Wow, you won. So I won. <laughs> but people at first were like, oh no, can she keep up with that? My joke that I said was something along the lines of like, you know, he's older than me. And sometimes I wish that I could have experienced some of his earlier life with him, mm-hmm. but I know it, it um, made him the person he is today. And also, if I'd met him in college, I would have been in kindergarten. And everyone was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> And then I was like, let's end it on top. Goodbye. Let's get drunk. Bye. That is so funny. <laughs> it was pretty like low hanging fruit joke because he's 15 years older, but like I had to he's do it. He's 15 years older? Yeah. Well, he's actually 46 right now and I'm 30, but um, I love an older man. I could totally see you with a zaddy. I would. I realize now the dating younger guys is not it. Well, like I remember they're fun. a few years ago, I think maybe I was 29 and I was talking to a 24 year old and then we're like, after we finish having sex, he looks at me and he goes, you know, that's so crazy. I was just like, is her shit going to sag? Like, is it going to be weird? Is her skin going to be weird? But like, you were so, your skin's so soft and like, everything's just perfect. And I was just like laying there thinking like, I'm not geriatric. Can, can the ground just open up and suck me in? Because <laughs> I want to die you right know, now. That reminds me at this last stand-up show, some girl was like, I was like, oh, it's your birthday. How old are you? And she's like 25. And I'm like, oh, I'm 30. And she's like, you look so good for 30. I'm like, bitch it's five years it's but also i feel like girls in their 30s and 40s look the best because like you have no yeah. baby fat you're confident dude that <laughs> i get that some people be, when people think i'm in my early 20s so i'm like no i'm 32 going on 33 and they're like what but that's so crazy because you look so young and hot that's for literally age. the media would make like 33 year old woman look so fucking old yeah because if if i was an actor i would be on tv playing someone's grandma <laughs> And then there would be a guy 20 years older than me playing someone like my daughter's love interest. That's how the media fucked us up. People in their mid-20s are playing the teenagers. And then people in their 50s are playing like the parents in their 30s. And that's not real life. Girls in their 30s are the fucking hottest. But I do think I'm out here like a missionary trying to get girls to date older guys. I just think like you learn from them. They're pre-trained. And for you, someone who is very successful in their own right, you need to be with someone who's secure in their own self and older guys tend to be more secure with themselves. That's so true. You know what's so weird? You know how you're like, don't be too nice to me? Every time you give me a compliment, it throws me off and I start, I just want to giggle and be like, stop. And I'm like, I, that is such a thing that women do. I also think we both use humor to feel like comfortable as like, yeah. it's a little bit of a intimacy thing like <laughs> like we're like if i'm too nice to you it means i don't like you i'm being like fake i'm like oh my god thanks for having me but if i shit on you you know like i like you i feel comfortable yeah. with you so when i'm like if i were to be like earnest and vulnerable you'd be like ew i don't know why i completely forgot i thought you were a gemini and i was just like thinking of you with like gemini traits and then it hit me duh she's a lion i'm she's a, a lion leo. leo but i'm also scorpio rising virgo moon do with that what you want to supposedly they say that sometimes whatever your rising is is what you end up attracting which lol your husband is a scorpio dude what the fuck is that kind of i love funny? that you remember that yeah of course duh that's scorpio. crazy as a scorpio I, well i love scorpios my best friend's a scorpio too and you're a scorpio that's why you love me <laughs> i do know i fucking love you not I, enough to invite me to the wedding but absolutely enough not. to be here today. honestly the 200 dollars would not have been worth it for your plate you know <laughs> yeah i get times that. are tough i don't blame you <laughs> yeah scorpio is i feel like what i am deep down but leo is how i present 
and Virgo is like my anxiety side, like <laughs> well, working hard. Virgo is your emotions. Yeah. Like Virgo, your moon is your emotions of what you who you are and emotionally behind closed doors but they also say as you get older your rising means less because your rising is the mask you put on when in front of people so as you get older you stop caring to put on a mask and that's why supposedly your rising can fade and then your moon is who you become supposedly as you get older because you become more open with being who you are like i'm gonna my moon is aquarius which is really hard to be a scorpio a scorpio aquarius because i have like all these emotions and i'm so detached from them too Oh, I'm stressed out by that. But <laughs> it's, but I do like the <laughs> I do like the fun combinations though. I love having a Aquarius. I mean, my sister. Every time she listens to my podcast, she like, can you stop talking about zodiac signs? I'm like, you're so right. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> like, are they real? I don't know. I, I want to do like a video where I just go up to guys and ask them about their signs because guys give the funniest answers. I've done it before on podcasts. I'm like, what's your sign? And guys are like, Scorpion. And I'm like, okay. Or they pretend they don't know it, even though they do, because they want to be like cool. Well, this one guy one time told me that he was like, yeah, I'm a Virgo, but to be honest, I don't give a shit about zodiac signs, but then I'll just go along with it just so I can fuck the girl. And I was like, okay, cool. But it's also like, yeah, like I don't give a fuck about crypto and you believe in it and I'll let you talk <laughs> about it. So you fuck me. Okay. You we're believe even. in it, but the rest of the market doesn't. We're even. <laughs> we're even. I mean, I'm looking at the numbers, but we're even. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So. What do you think? What's the weirdest thing about you that most people don't know? What people don't know about me is I think how like type A workaholic I am because I think I come off really like I'm just like chill and funny and like and wild. But like I don't party that much. I'm a homebody and I just like I can kind of be a worrier and I put a lot of pressure on myself. I'm sorry that's sad, but like that's no, that's me what too. I do. But no, I think that makes sense as a Leo. Mm-hmm. Like zodiac signs, yeah. But as a Leo, like you're hardworking. Yeah, and as a Leo, some Leos like like materialistic things, and I'm I'm not like that. But I do like crave to have a voice. Like I like to be a leader, and I like to be heard, which is like I fucking talk for a living, so that's appropriate for me. Yeah, people always uh, people always think that I'm a Leo because of the vibe I, I give off when I'm because I like to be a center of attention, stuff like that. Yeah. But I have Leo in my first house, maybe that's why. Yes, yes. But I also think with women, if you want to get attention, people can be like, she loves attention. Where like, I really think certain people are put on this earth to entertain. Yeah. And at first I was like, oh, I'm being selfish because I want to, I want to be on a TV show or I want to have a podcast. And then I realized like, no, you're not being selfish. You were put on this earth because you are an unfiltered swine <laughs> <laughs> but also so what i don't it's it's hard it's it's like be confident not too confident yep. be passionate but not too passionate mm-hmm. too passionate you're be no- sexy not too not sexy too se- carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you because at carmax we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car you should love your car that's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? 
In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. One time somebody asked me for advice and the question really irritated me. Someone was like, oh my God, sometimes my friend really acts out and like needs all this attention. And, and she's so embarrassing. Like, what is she doing? Like, do I, should I tell her how embarrassing she is? I was like, excuse me. Like, no, do not. Because you know who's embarrassing you for being so judgmental, A. Mm -hmm. But B, you're watching her and cause, just because you can't live your best life mm -hmm. and not care what other people think doesn't mean she needs to start caring. Yo, or that friend is being a critic. It's like all your, the haters. That friend is being a cunt. Like, they're a critic slash cunt. A cunt. And they're, <laughs> you, they're outside looking in. They're outside looking in. They're not doing it. They're the critic. And critics never get awards. <laughs> I like that question of what makes you weird because that's like the concept on TikTok right now of being like, don't let people call you cringe. Like, you be cringe. If that's cringe, fuck it. Just do it. And not being afraid of people thinking you're cringe. I also think with me, there's a lot of things that I don't care about that other people do. And like, like, for example, like my toe is disgusting and I've just accepted it. I had a ski accident. She's learning to love herself. Some people be like, I'd rather die than walk around with that toe. And I don't give a fuck. Ooh, and you can say I'm cringe and I'm weirdo because my toe's ugly. But you know what? I'm normalizing ugly toes. If someone was like, I'd rather die than have an ugly toe, like how nice and amazing and privileged your life is, <laughs> that that is the worst thing to happen to but you. But also, if I was afraid of being cringe, I would have never posted my stand-up on TikTok. And if I never posted my stand-up on TikTok, I would have never grown on TikTok and yeah. like have people know who I am. But it's so easy to look at a video and be like, okay, who might not think this is funny? So many people. But do you think it's funny? And also like, I'd rather do it and fuck up. I think the people between people who are doers and not is some people, it's not that they don't want to do stuff. They just freeze themselves with so many questions of if it will be cringe and what yeah, people would it's judge. Like, well, I would never do that. Okay, well, that's where you are, where you're at. Yeah. That's and that's truth. fine. You don't have to do it because I'm like, I, there's certain things I can't do. Like, like, like play piano. Like I can't play, play piano. Should never sing. Should never. I should never sing either. That's why like, you will never see me out here being like, any other person sex and singing. Uh, no, because I couldn't come near to even trying. I think I told the story a long time ago. The first time I first created a blog, like two years before I did Daddy Issues, I created a blog about um, dating. But I was never a good writer. I'm dyslexic. English is my third language. I was always very insecure when it came to my writing. And then I remember I created that blog and I wrote something about it's like to help women to go through if you find out your boyfriend is dating someone else at the same time mm -hmm. and how those two girls should come together. So I'm kind of saying like, you know, and our mutual friend who was a journalist saw that and she goes oh my god what is she doing that's so embarrassing and i was mortified i deleted that blog that day and then two years later i created daddy issues anonymously and only my few close friends knew that i had that and she found out again and then she said the same shit what is she doing that's so embarrassing this one was like i don't care like this is the only thing that's helping me this sounds depression. like a you issue exactly she's still jumping around from like profession to profession like mm -hmm. journalism because you forget a lot of times when people are being hateful and things like that they're going through something in their own life and they're projecting because like only hurt people hurt people and yep. if you're constantly angry and negative then of course you're going to spew negative comments to other people also someone recently had a quote where it's like don't take advice from people who have never even been where you are like it's so easy for people to just give opinions on something where they've never even been in your shoes or in that same situation and also a lot of the time like you have the game plan people are judging you in like like when I quit my job at 26 and and started interning at a video company in my head I was like I want to be on tv one day but other people were like mm, Hannah's not doing that well she's interning and if I had listened to them and been afraid of judgment at that time 
because two years from then people are like oh my god how'd you get on a tv show oh my god that's amazing same people who two years ago were like oh my god Hannah's not doing very well and then they think it's easy but in reality it's because we go we go through the embarrassing moments where we know people are going to be hateful or judge us we yeah. go through i constantly get rejected and hear no's for things that i want to do my advice for stuff is a lot of people just have trouble with the beginning phase like afraid to start a podcast because what if people don't listen yeah where i kind of do stuff for the story where it's like I want that hard time because I'm gonna be on a podcast one day with you and talking about when I was getting paid three hundred dollars an hour. I mean, oh that wow, was nice. That's a struggle. Mm, amazing. <laughs> it was so difficult for me. Um, no, three hundred dollars a week to like try to make funny videos and like getting them rejected all the time because I fucking love the storyline of like me failing, me failing, me failing. Because I'm like one day I'm gonna tell a story about how I got to where I am yeah and a lot of the things we do are also free until we actually get hired for jobs and and that's why I think a lot of times when people see because social media is so fake and not real that a lot of times people see anyone having a good day or posting something funny and going viral they just assume you went from zero to, to that mm -hmm. so then they won't even a lot of those people don't want to put in the work or they don't want to work to intern somewhere because they're like no I deserve everything now but it doesn't work like that yeah because they don't know they don't know the in-between they just look at someone they're like oh they're doing amazing and it's a marathon not a sprint and i i also recently said this quote but it's like it's like we're all popcorn it might be the same temperature but people pop at different times and you just have to like be on the alignment of where you want to go and focus on that if you're on your path you're on your path and it'll come when it's supposed to I mean, yeah. I don't want to sound woo woo. I've been in LA for like two days and th this is what I do now <laughs> but like i really believe that you can you want to go towards what brings you joy that like if you weren't getting paid you'd still enjoy it i like hearing that actually th that actually just made me feel better like it, ma that. it makes you. me feel better too because it's true and we are th our career with social media so many people get famous in like a second and stuff like that but you really want longevity like i don't want to have a boss ever I want two things. I want to be happy. And under that, it includes not having a boss. <laughs> For some reason, the two come together. What's your definition of happiness? Oh, my God. My definition of happiness is when I feel light, when I'm not spiraling on like issues, when I'm not putting pressure on myself, when I'm what I'm currently working on is being happy with myself, not with like my accomplishments like to just be proud of me without like Hannah, you know, the former tennis player, Hannah, the great podcaster. Like I just want to be good with Hannah. Yeah. And that's like my current journey. Like if I lost it all. Oh, <laughs> that sucks like, Ew. for you. Ew, get out. Because I think with that, then you almost have this, you're not as dependent upon and like clinging to little successes and and things might flow more naturally. I think a hundred percent. I think it's sorry. I did therapy this morning, so I actually wrote it down. Okay. I wrote down um who I am without the exterior stuff. Yes, that's so true. Because then when you start to focus on those little things, like sometimes you know I have so many different accounts, and even on Daddy, it should be like, okay, oh my god, there's a bug on Instagram because my me this memes are not doing well. Like, oh my god, is my engagement gonna go down? Shit, I have to post and for then this you, brand. You feel worthless yeah and then you kind of have to not spiral and you're like okay relax yeah because you know i was on a tv show and then i was off it i was on two tv shows at the same time and then i i like lost them both and then i was like well who the who the fuck am i and like you can't live your life like that 
yeah you have to be yourself and then like you're living through other experiences but you have that but it's it's based on how I was raised like I was a tennis player so from like the age of eight so when I'd win people were nicer to me when I'd lose there was bad reactions around me so I learned at a young age when you succeed good things happen and that's not like a safe way to sustain happiness it's that's a lot of like highs and lows and when I've as I've gotten better at this I've become more less result oriented Mm -hmm. and I actually end up performing better when you're not all like if you only post for the engagement eventually you're gonna like lose connection with the content yeah but if you actually just love finding funny content I feel like the engagement comes and you last longer doing your job because you're not like stand up for example if I'm only focused on getting a lot of laughs like you feel really out of control and scared but if I go up on stage being like I can't wait to try this new joke it's such a more fun experience for me yeah instead of being like is this joke gonna hit because then you walk off and you're like the joke didn't work instead of oh I'm glad I worked on that it's really perspective a lot of times people say that you need to be with someone who's the opposite of you but being such a outgoing and a comedian person mm-hmm. and then getting with a partner that also loves the stage is it hard to sometimes share the stage with that person or are you guys able to kind of allow each person on some days to be the center of attention and then to kind of sit back that is such a great question because i always thought i had to be with a wallflower and i was attracted to like shy confident guys because i thought they were mysterious and i'm like what's it like to not like every single thought that goes in your head have to word vomit it out because that's how I live my life yeah but then a lot of time I would kind of get bored and then I would be like wait I'm just like entertaining you the whole time and I'm like the most interesting thing about you is me got it exactly exactly and sometimes you think they're mysterious and then you're like oh no you just quiet and boring (laughs) you just and but they'd be hot so I'd stay with them for a while so Des even though I told myself I'd never be with a comic I said I didn't want to be a loud guy Des is loud like lights up every room a comedian but we're different in that like he's not competing with me at all and we have the kind of personalities that are also different like we're not the same kind of loud if that makes sense okay like I can be a little more like goofy sillier than him and he's more like tough tough guy like jokes type person so we we actually have really good chemistry in that way and he fucking gets me because he's experienced a lot of stuff that I've experienced it's a little annoying because he'll be like I made this mistake I don't want you to and I'll be like well I need to learn that for myself yeah which he agrees with but I like being with someone who when I say something like they get it because they've actually walked those shoes before we're similar in a lot of ways and we're different enough because think about like your friends you like to surround yourself with people who kind of like get your job but you don't want someone who's identical to you and I think me and him are different enough but like in the same place where when I say I'm doing podcasts all day he knows exactly what I'm doing because he's doing it too I actually realized as I've gotten older and with what I do that I like I've been the end of the year I made like a little tiny list of people I want to be friends with Oh my uh, god, more. so cute. Uh you were obviously number on, one. The, on it. Number one, yeah. How's it feel to have <laughs> like the most famous person you've ever met on the pod with you today? It's honestly insane. <laughs> I'm so thankful. I know that No, but yeah, the, the you girl, put a list. The women on my list, they were not women who are influencers or anything like that. I think at the beginning when I first started this, I was just like, only people who do what I do will understand me. So I'd just rather be surrounded by people like that because a lot of times if they don't do what you do, they they either want to use you for something or they ask you a lot of questions and you're kind of like, oh my God, why, why don't you just know this stuff? And then I realized 
is that people are always going to think I'm someone else if I keep pretending to be someone else. And it's not that hard to just open up and be okay with just you know, being yourself and then people get to know you, meaning I don't have to only be around influencers and to feel like they get me. Other people don't get me because I'm not showing them who I am. So yeah. that made me realize. So when I made the list, it was more women who are in business who don't do social media. So like the friends, the friends I start having. And is, you are a full businesswoman. Yeah. And it felt it was so much better because a lot of times I'll be honest. I like being friends more, I would say, with actors mm -hmm. than influencers. Like mm -hmm. as much, I get along with everyone. Mm hmm. So no one actually knows my real opinions. <laughs> I don't have opinions. <laughs> I, I'm not the person that's, I'm really outgoing and fun. So I, I don't like to have beef with people. I'm yeah. just like, I don't like hating other people. So I'm that person that's friends with everyone, but no one's really friends with me. <laughs> Sounds terrible. That's, but that is like kind of LA, I feel like. No, 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 it's not LA. I, I would say it's Russian. I'm guarded in a way that oh. I'm okay with being with myself. I don't like to depend on people. But the friends that I have now, I love. Yes. And, they don't do social media and and i love that and we still understand each other and it just because sometimes you hang out with social media people and all they talk about is like likes and things like that well, i think we get along because i personally see you as like a comedy content creator yeah like you have a comedy podcast and you and you're like the like funniest meme page you know so i Facts. but we all can relate that like we do some influencing on the side to me and you so i'll be like oh are you doing this with this brand that's fun but like it's not everything for us no and like des for example i teach him about the social media side of the business and he's kind of thinks it's cool that i do these like branded <laughs> things and i teach him what gifts are and, like so we have enough difference and but i also admire like a lot of the things that he knows that i don't know that's really cute how much you guys love each other. And I love also the fact that that was not what you imagined you would end up with. He totally was not. And I had a psychic actually be like, you're going to end up with a kind of guy that isn't your type. And I was like, no sure? way. I was like, sure. And she's like, oh, God, no. And I was like, thank God. But it ends <laughs> oh, up being God, an older that. man who I've never really been into older guys. That was never like my thing. And I do think you should open your brain to like what might interest you it also reminds me okay it's like a sports analogy but like some players make bad coaches because they can't coach people who are not like them or are not like as hardworking as them and this seems weird but it's like I like him because he really gets me like you don't want to be with someone that's so different that like you guys are missing each other like you can't even comprehend how their mind works like or sometimes I think he he just like it's like he's speaking to himself sometimes. Like we're weirdly similar. So then, but before you, you met him and you realized he was the one because you guys fucked on the second date yeah. and you were just trying to have fun. I yeah. remember that story on yeah. the beach. Yeah. Hell yeah. But before that, were you dating younger guys or was it? Oh my God. I, <laughs> I love dating hot men. Right. Like I wanted, I thought it was like powerful to surround myself with just like hot men that I didn't necessarily respect not that i wasn't really into them but like it was my own emotional guard that i'm like i can't get hurt if i don't actually like respect, respect them. them yeah which sounds so fuck boy of me but it really was like me protecting myself so like during quarantine i was 29 single living with my parents i met a football guy on raya and he like just retired he was injured and he was just like facetiming me he was partying in miami definitely like fucking girls all the time but like wanted to facetime me wow. at night so i just like i like that attention and he would always joke he's like oh, i'm not partying or whatever and i'm like mm, you're in miami and i 
literally know what's going on but i like had fun with the flirting but obviously there was no like trust or like longevity in that and then i also was talking to a guy on reality tv with me who i had a romantic storyline with where we're kind of we're teasing and playing games with each other because we're like what's gonna happen with us and the show yeah people care about us what's gonna happen who's gonna you know have the power who's gonna break up with who like it's so fucking toxic and like i guess i like liked game playing a little yeah because i'm i'm an athlete and i'm like oh we're playing games like if that's your love language i'm like okay i'm down to play games and Des was the first guy that was like, if you want to play games, that's cool. But I'm just like not into that because I like you. And that threw you off where you're like, oh. It threw me off so much because most dudes, if they started being drama and being like, why'd you do this or why'd you cancel? I'd be like, okay, go find someone else because I am literally just want to have fun with you and I like you. And if you're going to be annoying, then like, please leave. Like, I would literally be like, like, I never fought with guys. And if they tried to fight, I'd be like, I don't, ew, like, I don't need that. I was very like... My dad put this in my brain at a young age. He was like, never let a man distract you. So if I, if I felt, which is like toxic in its own way. No, it's not. Do you know growing up how much I put, I let my boyfriend distract me to the point that like, I was so desperate for him to love me. I would be walking to class at university. My boyfriend would text me and be like, I want to have sex right now. And I'm like, can I see you later? He goes, no, now. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm there. I would leave you know, I would leave the class to drive to him. And he's like, where are you? And I'm like, sorry, baby, you live really far. And he's just oh like, okay, God. I'm going to start without you. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm almost there. You're like, with there. who? <laughs> and then every time he would dump me, one time he dumped me on my 21st birthday, I just laid in bed and I was crying in the room my whole birthday. I just, I didn't want to get out of bed. Like, yeah. cause I couldn't, I couldn't process what it's like to be without a partner yeah. that, cause I'm like, I was so close to having someone finally love me. And now he doesn't love me. And like, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. Now I realize why you're having this like kind of solo era because like <laughs> yeah. you fucking needed to repair that shit to Ugh. be like you are so you the universe is ma- basically forcing you to be so fucking self-sufficient that you like lose it yeah you know I, sometimes i don't think i even realize it because mm-hmm. people always tell me wow you're so you're so independent and you're such a boss bitch and then i tell stories like this i'm kind of like whoa i forget for a second that yeah so it's hard though but you don't want to also go too extreme because it is nice to have a partner so it's kind of like you have to find and when he said don't let boys distract you that's but it also it didn't mean they didn't because my my thing is just when i really like someone like i really like someone so i will like spiral with stuff i'll get obsessed with it because i like the high of having a crush yeah so i know exactly how it feels to like wake up and like you feel like shit or you're like obsessing about a guy and i hate that fucking feeling or like when things are breaking up and you just feel horrible so i was very about if i'm if i'm gonna get emotions for someone and that will distract me it better be fucking worth it. So that's why I think I had a lot of these relationships with these guys who were unavailable or guys that like I had so much control over that I didn't care if we stayed together. And yeah, the se- so I would go from being with guys who like I w- would literally just boss around and but you don't really like them because you don't respect them in that way. Or you go to the extreme where you have no control and you're anxious and you're in your head and I would just go back and forth. Oh, yeah, that, that's me. That you was flip. me too. Yeah, Cause, but the second you lose all control, then you find a guy you can't control and not in like a manipulative way, more just like you're so fucking sure that he's into you. But that's not healthy either. So <laughs> long story short. I really was kind of emotionally unavailable because I was like, I have shit I have to do and I can't have men make me feel not full and myself. And I think there's a reason why I met someone at a time that I was like really kind of 
secure in who I was and I actually was enjoying being single it's always when you like like being single I feel (laughs) like that you're open you see the right guy because I would fall for like any tall dude yeah any tall dude that gave me attention I would fall for them because I was like wanting it where Des kind of like in the beginning I was like this guy's probably a narcissist this guy's a comic like I came into it real with walls up and he just broke it down that's so funny it's i was the scared ones you don't he scared me because i'm like this guy will break my, my he heart he scared you i was like he'll break he's the kind of guy to break my heart he's charming Aww. he's funny he's handsome he doesn't need me but you never know i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding no but you never actually know you never actually know even everyone's like eh, when you know you know Getting married is a risk. It's a decision. It's a creative decision. <laughs> and I like decided to take that risk with this guy. And I've actually, it's, it's been very secure. It's been really simple. Simple. It's been very simple. I think that's simple is good. Yeah. And also you have your, uh, you learn from your parents. Like my parents' marriage is really, really good in a way that like, they always just like, they come home from work, they have dinner together, they watch the next game. And that's what I grew up on. Like, yeah. they're not flashy. They're not like doing crazy things or not on social media. So I kind of wanted my relationship to be really simple because my life is chaotic as shit. Yeah. I don't need my relationship to be like people who like love drama. I'm so bad with drama relationships. I don't fight. I probably need to fight more, but I, I like I'm always avoiding the fight. I just it's not worth it. Yeah, I agree. I, I've never said sorry more than in this relationship. Oh, really? Like, he's the first guy I put my tail between my legs. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> For other guys, I'm like, fuck you. Go away. Yeah, well, I think it's also because you go on social media and the way some influencers or celebrities are so obsessed with the hype of their relationship. They'll post like, you, you know, they, they do those things where they stare in each other's eyes and it's all loving. And then you're or like something very intimate. And you're kind of like, who's filming it's this? So, it's so bullshit. And then when they break up, everyone's like, I don't believe in love. And I'm like, that wasn't love. You're yeah. watching a literal made up fairy tale exactly so then you 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 start dating someone you're kind of so okay well if we don't have this passion i don't want it the passion's not real that's what's not happening i literally have a stand-up joke about how movies you know when they have sex they're like knocking over shit breaking shit and i'm like does has never broken a bookshelf does he even care about me you know mm, yeah but it's like there these are media things and also i've recently joked like if their captions are more than three sentences they hate each other. If they say there's been ups and downs, someone cheated. Like, if you have to have three sentences talking about how much you love someone... Just text it to them. Just Call all, them. Just, oh, my God. When, when people comment on each other's, like, miss you, baby, looks... Like, sh- like hang out with each other. Why are you displaying that for people? No, it's like when people, A, for Mother's or Father's Day, when they're kind of like, you are the best parent I've ever had. And blah, blah. It's like, did, did you remember to call your dad, though, to wish him a happy Father's Day? No, I was really busy making this caption. Does your dad have social media? No. Yeah. Okay, cool. What is the purpose when you post something? Think about it. You post for a reason. There's always an incentive. People who post their relationship too much are overcompensating too much, yeah. too or much. When, and then the, like, the relationships will be captions like babe I love you so much yes yeah, sometimes we fight and you shard a lot and like then I have to like wipe your like shit on the pants but like you know that's love and then and then yeah sometimes you snore and I haven't been able to sleep for days but and then you're like girl are you okay like yeah, like, what's yeah going I'm on? like is this a cry for help <laughs> like, is do you okay? need to stay over i haven't seen the i have sun. a room for you if you need it <laughs> like sometimes you really break my heart and i'm crying for seven days but then that one smile you give me it's so worth it and then and then yeah you kind of killed my cat but like it took me i got over it because the way love is real because you can't stop loving and it's like bitch like 
stop like talk to your man go to therapy i just think the posts of of couples together it's literally to sh- it's just to show off whatever like you want your love to look like but when i start doing this shut your mouth and look the other way okay oh my god because i promise you the, I, the you're gonna when be I, silly you're when gonna I be silly final, yeah I'm, you're gonna post I, funny shit. i know silly. i know yeah. you're gonna have like you're gonna look gorgeous together but you're gonna be like just fucked in the bathroom lol like you're gonna say i funny just want shit. a guy that can post really ugly pics of me because i feel like that's when you know he loves you like you, you know, my, you I know think it's adorable when guys have like all these cute candid photos of their girlfriend like does, the worst. never does that oh, okay no he never posts he never takes photos of me should i break up with him <laughs> yeah i don't want to say anything <laughs> but wow that's toxic. A, what a deal breaker toxic red flag red, red flag. flag why is your fo- your phone like tons of photos of me sleeping do you even like me <laughs> No, because he's like not on his phone. He's like one no, of those I don't guys. know. It's so stupid. But like, I think I you're right. So I do like the silly things. It's not. It's not those. It, it is cute when obviously a post of you looking beautiful. But I think like when I see people post the ugliest pictures of their girlfriend, and then it's like you swipe like through, and it's love. like all these candid ones. I'm like, that's love. It's or like when their TikToks are just like really stupid, and you could just tell they're they're being themselves. Yeah. They're not playing a role of what a, a boyfriend and girlfriend should be. Because yeah. really, like it's two people that are connected and happen to fuck yes that's what it should it's be like stepbrother it's, it's and sister. not <laughs> no okay i've been watching too much porn i'm obsessed <laughs> with you <laughs> um no but like I, that's how i can tell usually i feel when someone gets really um playful with me or when i do when i'm looking ugly or do something silly and they t- the, a guy that i'm talking to or dating pulls out his camera and starts filming me that's in my brain i look and i'm like oh this person likes me oh they're, they're like, literally giving you light like they're like making you brighter exactly I, I that's more adorable to me than it is i think when like if a guy that i'm dating posted a random caption about me how much he loves me and i haven't heard from him all like day he i would be a little literally literally you cheated you cheated on me it's so funny is j-lo posted like um valentine's day like all these flowers that a-red got her and i made a joke and i was like he cheated and then <laughs> bitch was right bitch was right it's like what are you overcompensating for i also think early in relationships when guys are saying things like you're so amazing even just you're so amazing or you check every box on my list like these lines i'm like that's not real like he's gonna fuck you over cool so i've been working on not talking to people (laughs) i literally do this because i get so excited when i like someone it's because i grew up so much not showing emotion affection and now that i've worked through it and i've been i've been gotten more comfortable being more open and and like even my parents say how now i'm back to being who i was when i was a young child where i'm just like so happy with life and everything's like because then somehow I think in at some point in my life, like somehow my innocence got taken away from me too soon. So then, yeah. so afterwards, I think I was more um, closed off and like not angry, but not that friendly. And then I suddenly but back like to you like rehealed your inner child. Exactly. So I think I'm just so excited to finally yeah. have this part of me that I didn't have before. So yeah, I just you wanna, wanna express it. Yeah. So now I'm kind of like I'm so excited for you to be next. But to that's me. like authentic. That's not. It's just I don't like when guys say generic corny shit to you. Yeah. Because I'm like, did you send this to five girls at the same time? I always hope they didn't, but I feel like they probably do. Because <laughs> I don't. I only have time to focus on one guy at a time. And also, if you think about it, the guys you're being affectionate with early on, you don't actually know them. Yeah, that is true. That is true. What was the one thing about love that scared you the most before you met Des? <gasps> How when it doesn't work out, it it like really fucked, would fuck with my head. 
like depression, anxiety. Like I've had relationships where like they make you truly a shell of yourself by the end of it if the person's not mentally healthy for you. That's fucking scary that because relationships, think about it. The people you surround yourself with narrate your worlds like they like create the voices around you yeah so they're it's really important like if you put yourself in a relation like you hear relationships of like oh this person dated this person for 10 years and her career was shit during it because he didn't believe in her like fucking look at like mandy moore like where was she for 10 years she was with a toxic dude that's why she disappeared I I do random research like this. Yeah. And then she got out of it and then she did This Is Us and she's blowing up now. But like for 10 years, she was like in a bad relationship. Wow. And that kind of shit scares me. Love can scare me because I feel like you can be with the wrong person that takes away from your soul. Or you can be with someone who like lifts you up gives you light. Yeah. It's very it's like with great power comes great responsibility. That person is with you all the time. They shape all your thoughts they like you become like them yeah they even research shows that as you get older couples start to look alike yeah like you dress the same no no the reason they start to look alike is because when you communicate you have the same you start to have the same face expressions because you mimic each other if you like each other so much so if you're smiling a lot i start smiling a lot you do shocked face i do shocked face so then we start to have the same wrinkles in the same areas and that's what they look wait that's fucking crazy i mean does already you know is ahead of me in the wrinkle department but that was my choice (laughs) to be with an older zaddy i also things that does does that are so cute is like i'll like dance in the car to the radio and then i notice he will like copy my dance moves when he's trying to dance oh my god that's so cute <laughs> and i was like but he's not like doing it on purpose i'm like oh my god he sees no, me do that, that and that's he does when someone it. likes you they mimic your behavior yeah and even if he doesn't like verbally be like oh like i love how you dance like he just will like start doing the same move thinking he's cool <laughs> well they'll they'll start copying your jargon and vice versa yes, like it's so i start cute. saying like quite which is because he's in ireland they'll be like oh that's quite nice like that's not an american an thing accent? He has like subtly an accent sometimes. Okay. It's like, it's, but it's like also a Queens, New York guy. He talks like this, but he'll say like, that's lovely. <laughs> or like, it'll be like, it was bloody crazy. And you're like, what? Like he says weird European shit too. Yeah. He's weird. But, um, <laughs> I, I do think we'll, I'll, I start doing the same things as him. So yeah, that person makes a huge effect on your life. And that's why I think marriage is a big decision that you make. I've just been listening to my gut because sometimes my, you know, your brain will trick you. You'll talk yourself out of things or into things. You'll, you'll make up something about a person. I was really into like the idea of people and I would like fall in love with the idea of people. But then my, my body will physically tell me to get out. Like I'll start having panic attacks because your, your body is like, "Mm, you're not tricking me. Your body fucking knows. So I've been like checking in with myself a lot and like throughout the whole wedding, I was like very calm. So then my question is, you know how, when you do meet that person and it's going well did you still have those moments for a second that you're like maybe this isn't it or like is it true that when people say when you know you know so then it's supposed to just be completely breezy so early on i was kind of normal where i was like yeah i'm really into this guy but like he could fucking butcher me like my heart like i i was like i could fall for this guy and he's probably because like i like assholes yeah i think like my dad is kind of like a funny like tough guy my brother used to be a fuck boy like i like feel comfortable around those kind of douchey dudes well, you're also an athlete and like i'm an athlete kinda... i've been i've dealt i've dated the athletes i've dated the comics i've dated the worst kind of dudes finance bros like i've done it all so i like a guy who's like kind of a dick <laughs> <laughs> and they can be the worst kind of guys 
and then also my dad was a fuck boy my mom literally was like the exception so i had that crazy idea that my like my dad I'd and my mom too i'd see the party guy and i'm like i'm gonna fix him <laughs> so with him i was he's a fucking bachelor like he was 45 and single and i'm like oh god what do you think about you was the one or do you think he was just ready i think certain things happened in his life that timing wise including the pandemic he he was like reflecting and he's like i actually want a partner mm-hmm. and i think also he was at the point in his life where he's dated so much that he knew immediately that like i had qualities that were very compatible to him and he knew before me research shows that men usually fall in love with the woman before the woman falls in love with them yes and they fall harder yeah and i do have to say i i'm I'm very like feminist, like go for guys, but I find in all the healthiest relationships, men either know or they, they're not into it. Like, I feel like they're like black or white. Like they're either obsessed with you or they're like, oh, Research we'll see. Research shows it's within the first three months. They'll know if you're the one for them. Des said and like- they'll continue dating you even if you're not. I fucked him on the second date and he was like, knew that he wanted to be with me. Like there's no rules like that. That's so sweet. I literally was like afterwards did the whole like, oh my God, like I don't normally do But this. it is interesting though with men, a lot of the time it's when they're ready for it. But two his things was a time, I joke like he was exhausted. And no, but, was, you, like, but it's ready. the truth. So that's why a lot of times when the girls are like, why was not enough for this person? Blah, blah, like you, and I say you can literally be the most beautiful woman in the world. You can be the it Victoria's Secret model and he'll still not want to marry you because mm-hmm. in his head, he's not ready for it. He has to decide to be ready for it. And yeah. then whoever comes into his life, then suddenly he has the moment to really be like, is this it? Is this it? Yes. This is it. But I do also think that I was at a point where I was kind of ready to, like we both, I don't want people to think like, oh, you're just going to be like thrown around until a guy's ready. You're actually not going to find each other. I no, think, but so you're you both said, ready. you, what I like that you said, you said, I was actually in a weird way in a very confident stage in that moment. Yes. And I, I like that because like attracts like, and you mirror your partners. Cause like I was attracting recently, and that's why I had to stop dating again, mm-hmm. emotionally unavailable men. And I didn't realize that, I, oh, I'm emotionally unavailable. Like yeah. I'm purposely dating guys like that. So we don't end up together. And to then to this it, day, and this sounds bad but like i don't need him i want him okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available h-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating my whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And that is like a powerful thing because people be like, I need him. Like, ugh, like I'm obsessed with him. I never felt like I needed him to be whole. And think when I met him, I'd accepted that I'm single 29 living with my parents during COVID. I, in about three weeks, was shooting another reality TV show about me being single and crazy. There was no room for him. Like, I literally was just there as me without, like, any room for a guy. But I... (sighs) 
early yeah. early on but i also wasn't like i'm not looking for it i was looking for it like i wanted it i just really thanks for being honest no yeah i wanted to meet someone but confusing. i wasn't forcing i yeah. wasn't forcing it on the wrong people you were living your life and that's what i think a lot of times that's what ends up attracting people into your life yes. when you're living your best life yes and you don't actually need anyone they're like let me come in and ruin it or <laughs> marry her not looking for someone doesn't mean you're just like sitting at home being like i'm not looking because that's what i would do like okay i'm not looking that's, why doesn't they come i just have this conversation with my you have Alex. to that's be what I would actively do. living your life as in like doing things that bring you joy and that energy of you enjoying things in life like you'll meet a guy in your own journey not you just being like i'm not looking yeah because so. you you subconsciously you're looking it's just when you're looking too hard you're not being authentic to yourself exactly and that's what confused you i just had this conversation last month with my friend alex that just came on the show and i, I think i'm so literal i got confused because <laughs> i keep hearing people i'm not looking i'm like great so i'll just stay home i don't really have to put any effort and it'll just happen it's like no oh i have to leave my house okay then say that yes yes you're like you, you have to give the details to this instruction um <laughs> but also he early on gave me the comfortability to be vulnerable because he was like i like you like he would literally joke like he he'd be like i want to he made me feel safe and i am the kind of person that i'm like okay i have to impress them i have to make them like me when he early on was like you're what i like i like everything about you but that's very scorpio that's how i talk because i'm very black and white so fucking so i hot. just kind of get to the point i even i talk about there was a time where like i was being insecure and i was playing some games like early on i, I like posted some stuff with another guy like he was hot because I was kind of testing him and he basically was like, hey, uh, I like you. If you want to play games, that's cool. I don't want to be involved in this. And I fucking put my tail between my legs and I was like, I'm so sorry. That's not that's not I, like I was like, oh, my God, this guy like cares because I'm used to being like, you don't care. I don't care. You don't care. I don't care. Look at me not caring. Uh -huh. And then I was like, holy fuck, he's giving me room to fall. Yeah. And then I like made the conscious decision of like, OK, I'm going to trust him. Yeah. And it could have ended badly, but like he, it took two to tango and I didn't trick him. I didn't like change a way of myself. He decided he liked me and I then was like, okay, I'll, I'll give this a try. But it's, that's why like there's so many girls who were trying to like convince guys to like them and it's like he knows and wait for the guy who's like, I'm fucking obsessed with you. It's this is what happens and it happens to all of us, including myself. It's first a lot of the men who are not actually looking for anything. They give you attention for two seconds to pursue you. Then you get comfortable for two seconds after and then they kind of take a step back because they want to see you chase them. Then you accidentally. The dopamine. Yeah, then then you start to get that anxiety and then you think because of that anxiety in your stomach, it's not anxiety. It's because I like him so much you start obsessing do over i like it. him or is, it, or is is it butterflies or anxiety exactly you start and then you just obsessing how to make him like you and now you're figuring out ways what to do to make him like you whether to post like sexy pictures on their you stories have a whole and plan like on how to run into him casually at 11 p.m when he's out stop exactly because you forgot that you still don't know him and you forgot that he has to impress you yeah ha you it's have to figure out if you like him he's giving you a drug you just snorted a drug and it felt fucking good and then he took it away from you and now you're like wanting it you don't know the guy and also like stop trying to like trick these men like trust that this is the right guy well, think about like a friendship you meet some it's the same thing you meet someone and immediately you like each other you give each other like the space to want to be together and you know a friend where you're like oh they want to hang out with me how good does that feel stop trying to force dudes who are like who knows what the fuck they're up to just like have some when i say self-respect it's like have some respect that you know that there's guys out there who are going to be obsessed with you and know exactly that. and you have to remind yourself that because then you have to feeling like shit about yourself and you're just and you have to be like wait i was whole yeah 
a week before I met this man. Yeah. I can live my life yes. without this man. Who cares if he doesn't like me? It's literally high. And let's be honest, we're also hot. We're going to be attracted to tons of men in our life. You're going to have so many attractions. Who's actually like your life person is a totally different things and involves so many compatibility things that you can never decide from having a good two dates with him. Yeah, you're so wise now that you're married. I'm just like know everything about love now that I'm married. <laughs> but I, I do like to give people my story, just like not that there's going to be the same, but that like this worked for me. Well, yeah, you went from being uh, a, a hoe, hoe to a housewife, mm-hmm. kind of, but with a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that because a lot of times people think, including myself, it took me a long time to understand this is not a thing because, you know, growing up with daddy issues or whatever, you have childhood trauma, you're kind of like, well, once I, once I find someone who loves me, then I'll be always happy because mm-hmm. that's happiness. Like mm-hmm. love is happiness because everything else I have, I don't have love. Mm-hmm. So then I'll be happy. And then you so kind of said, I had a really successful person message me recently and I, I look up to her. Like she's someone arguably I get jealous of sometimes. Isn't me? Yes. <laughs> but she messaged me and she goes, oh my God, I was just talking about you the other day about someone who has it all. Aww. And I, but I started laughing and I was like, you mean anxiety, depression, and OCD? And she's like, oh no, <laughs> yeah. do you still have that even though you have a husband and a good career? And I was like, yeah. But the thing is, life is not perfect. And that person is your life adventurer with you. So yeah. like they, you have to find someone who's comfortable in the ups and downs with you. I went through something traumatic because my whole life was like, people loved me w- more when I won at tennis. So I thought if I'm doing really well in my career, people love me. And I got with Des. And then I had like a really hard season on reality TV where like my career was going bad, like literally getting like bad storylines and people hating on me. And that was my nightmare. Like a new guy I'm falling in love with is seeing like my <gasps> career yeah, go badly. That's my nightmare too. That's and so true. I'm like, why would he want to be with me? And I even told him, I'm like, I'm feeling really insecure around you because like I always learned that like doing well meant people loved you more. And if you lost, my dad would, you know, be disappointed in me. And I feel like ashamed around you. And he's like, that's something you have to work on within yourself because I can't give you that, which is like annoyingly wise of him. So wise. Like so fucking, that's like old guys annoy me with that because I'm like, oh, you actually like know things. <laughs> can't, it's hard to fight with them. So it made me realize like we went through the hardest time, hardest time in my career life, like six months right after we got engaged. I was depressed, crying, all this stuff. And we survived it together. But the point is, is like your life isn't perfect. So they're just with you through the ups and downs. And like, think of like a marriage thing, what you say, like through the, I mean, not like an Instagram quote, like through <laughs> the ups and downs, but like through hell and back, they're the person that's going to be with you. So I'm thinking of an Instagram couple, like, even if your engagement goes down, I will still stay with you. Even if you only get 90 comments on your picture, I will still love you. But I was at a point where I actually like was losing followers because like some bullshit. And he got like so invested. He'd be like, oh, your followers are going up again. Like he was like supportive Aww. of me in that way, even though he doesn't care. But that is so sad that you thought you were like, everything's going shit in your life. And you're just like, okay, it's okay if you leave me because I'm not this great person. Well, that I just you like, I met. had so much respect for him. And I was like, why would you want to be with someone who like people are not liking right now in this virtual world? Imagine he was like, yeah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Well, he said he'd have people DMing him like, do you know what this girl's like? And he's like, yeah, I know her for real. Not through like a TV show, but it it was it was hard on me and you can't present yourself as your best self but i just knew that like okay bad things are gonna happen to him and i need to be there for him like let's talk about the reality of life like he had to get a hip operation and he's sad that he can't work out because that's what makes him happy that's what marriage is yeah i have to then be his partner through that 
that's so interesting i, I agree with you because so again that was the point that i was getting into because you think okay once i find love then it'll be perfect once you find love, life his problems perfect. become your problems yeah because you care about him so you have like two people you have to care about now and your problems are not any lighter you just have someone who's like there next to you during it but yeah. it doesn't make the problems ever not happen. I'm still living my chaotic life, getting punched in the face by life all the time. But that is the real, I think, test of partnership. And he doesn't fix things. Yeah, I actually really like that. The fact that he was like, I can't help you with that inner self. It was kind of like, you have to be full on I your literally own. just like, want I'll him be to be like, baby, like, I love you so much. You're amazing. But he was like thinking deeper here, how he was like, I can't just i can't solve these problems for you and be like no you're perfect and amazing because like this is your own inner turmoil from your past that like you're projecting onto me kind of thing yeah some people wouldn't love that type of advice no, i love that type of I, advice. yeah i like i'm used to like tough love me and too he, he's very so tough for me, love I'd be like, like, wow, you i love me. was just like babe can you tell me you still love me and he was like the fact you're being insecure about this means you have some inner work to do and i'm like <laughs> so anyway <laughs> but i love him because he calls me out of my shit and he's tough on me and he's no bullshit and but he stayed around through that and that just shows like that's a real test of partnership where you're gonna have your downs and if your partner is not gonna be like you know you're not who i who you not who you were when i met you right because I'm, I'm going through something and they're still there for you and they're not gonna leave or run away because you're not giving them that high today because yeah. you're, you're i depressed. do have to say i am so not scared of like anything that happens to me because we got through that together because that was like the most embarrassing time in my life <laughs> it was like super embarrassing in like a public way to like Aww. people like hating on you and stuff and then it's funny because then it all goes away because it's all like virtual bullshit and then like you continue your life but with dating if you're a good looking person you meet another good looking person or whatever you look <laughs> like but I, I was just thinking about LA how like you date all these hot people and you're just pretending you're like super chill and pleasant like it was good that he saw all these like fucked up sides of me that I didn't even know I had because like I don't deal with this kind of drama normally day to day. He dealt with me at like drama at its, at its highest and he still loved me. Yeah. So it kind of is like Marilyn Monroe was right. Like it, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. And he literally had me at my worst. Yeah. I, I love that. I think I, I'm just like you where I, when I'm going through my downs, I definitely, the last thing I want to do is open up to my partner until one day I realized that like, that is who you're supposed, like your partner should be your best friend. I never knew that your partner can be the one you have sex with and the one who's your best friend. Yeah. I mean, and it's I'm a thin line. You don't want to feel like you have a roommate where like you have routines and you yeah. just become like, oh, this is a person in my house with me. And then the sexual chemistry is like lacking. But you also, it's important to have like an actual best friend that I could like talk shit with and cares about other things. But like they're your, your, um, your trust person yeah and uh, a lot of therapists say this and this is really true one person can't be your everything oh. and that is why when it's if anyone can will listen out there and they'll be like wow i can believe death said that okay you're sensitive relax but it's because your partner still cannot be everything for you so when he said you figure that on your own i'm still gonna be here though in his actions he didn't he didn't he knew that he did not want to be responsible for my happiness exactly and he, that's and so, so he didn't give it to me he sh was showing his love in a bazillion other ways yeah just in that moment he was like it's not gonna solve anything maybe for like five minutes but then you're just back to like thinking that you need my my like af like he's like i'm not your dad I'm not. And I was kind of recreating that same pattern. Yeah, like, just, yeah, just yeah. tell me you're still proud of me, even though I lost, is literally what I wanted from him, <laughs> yeah. which is so fucking deep and I've never talked about before.
yeah that, that makes moment. a lot of sense i can relate to that exactly so i think that is what constitutes a healthy relationship mm -hmm. where you find the medium and you're like yeah you're right i forgot for a second you can't be my everything you can't yeah if you suddenly become my happiness then i will lose myself in this person yes. the minute you're having a bad day i'm or we're going through a rough patch i'm not gonna know who i am i'm yes. not gonna I don't, like you know what i mean so i mean i like never cry to the point that i have to cry more like i should set like a, a good like <laughs> monthly cry when i was going through my hard time i cried every day like that's not me but like i just i were had you, to were you embarrassed to cry in front of him at first um yeah because I, 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 crying to me was always meant like, like there's no crying in baseball. Like I was very tough, like, like. Or like there's no crying in Russia for me. Exactly. <laughs> no, like, I mean, think about tennis. It's like, there's a reason tennis Russians. literally There's Russian. a reason Russians are good at it because like you have to always be strong, mentally focused, never show emotion. Yeah. So like, that's how I was trained to be if you want to be successful. So like, and crying, like you're afraid it makes people uncomfortable. But yeah, like he saw me at my worst. Aww. And But what's also cool is, he then like saw me get out of it. He recently said something very cute where he goes, cause he's not, he's like tough love kind of thing, which like I think is hot, but he was just like, by the way, like you recovered from it way faster than I thought you would. And I was like, what? And he's like, no, it's just really impressive. Like I didn't expect you in a year to be where you are. Aww. And like, that was like from- You're like, so you are proud of me, so dad. You are proud of me, dad. Which again, he just like doesn't <laughs> want to be the one to heal my daddy issues. Yeah. But let's be honest, you're gonna keep repeating patterns yeah. until you can like solve stuff. But and it's I not that, you're also an athlete, it's different. You're always yeah. going to need the type of validation. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but he again, goes back to the fact of like, I wanna love myself without all the external bullshit. Because once that happens, then like, that's power. Yeah. And then like, you're more comfortable in your relationship. Because he's going to have times where his career is bad. He's going to have times where he's insecure. And you can't have the person complete you. Yeah. You can't have that person complete and you. And if you really understand that your relationship is literally just the same as right now, except like you have someone to share it with but they don't make you you in any capacity. You really would lose yourself in that way. Yeah, it's hard, especially when you see all these fairy tales. Sometimes you, because the thing is though, with with the Disney movies that we watch. Fucked up. It's, it ends, the movie always ends when they get together. So we don't see what happens the next day. We don't see what actually, how their marriage is you actually You literally going. just see butterflies and rainbows and it's like the end. Exactly. And they're like, okay, cool. But we don't see the rest of the struggle. So then we think like, okay, this person's annoying me today. Or this person is not my everything. And they're not, I'm going through something and they're not like obsessed with making me feel better, making, lifting me up. That's it. We're done. Versus mm -hmm. they're their own person. Like you have to lift yourself up. Yeah. I feel like I have a teammate, but yes, like he's not going like to shoot that. the ball for me. Like he's my teammate, he's there, he's supportive and it's nice to have someone like love you. So has your definition of love changed now over the years now that you does? Honestly, no. My definition of love was from my parents who got engaged in six months and are obsessed with each other. And I do have to say like, I used to like get bored after a year with guys like sexually. I'd be like, I'm not really into him anymore. Like I, I guess I'd like, the high would go off and then i'd be like he's 
I don't like his personality and now I'm not attracted to him. <laughs> Where before it was like all blurry. I just was like, this is fun. This is fun. And then I'd be like, I don't like this. Or I just, I got bored. I want, yeah. I, would, I have ADD with men. Like I literally get bored. And with him, like I'm still so sexually attracted to him. And I get like butterflies with him still. And he just knows me more than anyone. And that's like cute. Like this, it's the stupid shit. Like he knows that like I take four hour naps. And that's embarrassing. <laughs> like that's super embarrassing. But he knows once my eyes are shut, like he has to wake me up or we're, I'm not going to see you the rest of the day. And like little embarrassing things like that. I inhale my food and <laughs> like that. I will. I, I'm addicted to working. I'll go on my laptop on a Saturday and he has to be like, stop working. <laughs> so like those are things that other people don't know about me but that's just like the stuff that we deal with yeah i'm just gonna go slip my wrist when this interview is over because you're just like and then he does this and this and i'm just like great so can't relate i'm kidding <laughs> just like i'm like you have to say that and be like oh that's so cute and it's how you're like i, I do have to say one thing I, I do like about him is i really do feel like prettier without makeup around him oh that Which is really cute i just feel like you know the guy that you for some reason need to put on a lot of makeup like even a facetime that's like he didn't make you feel safe yeah we're like des will be like going out to something and i'm like wait wait, i just want to put some mascara on like to have respect for people you know not look like a full mole rat and he'll be like you don't need that you don't need that <laughs> and like he really means it yeah and that's that some guys like i would feel ugly without makeup one one time when i was talking to some guy forever ago we were facetiming and um he was he needed to vent about something so i'm like listening and i as i'm listening i'm putting on makeup and then i kid you not he suddenly i'm um, like about to finish doing my makeup and he goes oh 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 wow you look so different with makeup on you look so much better now and i was like oh jesus <laughs> kill like, me mm, like did he, you, he, literally, you. he literally had to stop from his venting and be like oh 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 wow okay whoa you look so different and that's literally people seeing you through a certain lens like beauty is so in the eye of the beholder we're like there are definitely guys out there that are like if like they want me i also never really wear that much makeup but like they don't think my natural beauty is the most beautiful thing but in the world but that's okay because you don't need to be which is like okay them. if i show everyone a sweater of 10 people how many people are gonna love it or hate it it's always gonna be all over the place i don't know your sweater is pretty lit it's I'm pretty dope. in love with it's it it's pretty dope oh my god thank you you would i mean your tits would be insane in this i can't wear things like that oh my god i'm sorry babe i know sorry i just have the perfect size boobs to work this um <laughs> no i'm obsessed with your boobs i know i, I, thank <laughs> I talk you. about it on every podcast <laughs> but yeah long story short it's someone that you want to have a conversation with for the rest of your life and sometimes let them put their penis inside you or vagina whatever you're into yeah does he have a big dick <laughs> well i'm also what i like about his dick is that it's curved i think yeah you mentioned that, I talk before? About that yeah it just hits the right spot every time really it is the best sex i've ever had it's the best sex you ever people had. are always like oh the best sex you ever had is, is always with like the bad guy but i also was no. never into like crazy weird sex i was me like either. don't i don't want to feel in danger during sex that doesn't like turn me on i'm literally running with anxiety feeling like like fight or flight my all day i don't want to feel like that during sex Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah, one time I, I had, feel safe on a bed. One time I had sex with a younger guy thinking like, okay, let's be try to be like spontaneous. Yes. I was like, I'll be spontaneous because normally I only sleep with guys I date because I yeah. can count both hands how many men I've slept with. And I was like, I'm going to be spontaneous. I'm going to do it. And this guy was fucking like the way you would think a 22 year old fucks and who Jack watches Cameron. too much porn. Oh. Not just Jack Cameron, was like flipping him around. No. And then like, and then he'd be like, can I put it in your ass? And like so much was happening. And I was like, wait, what? No, oh my God. I was like, ah. <laughs> like he was like i was like mortified 
I'm just like, oh my god, I can't, I can't keep up. A lot That's of why you need older men. They're tired. They are not Thank trying god. to chuck you around like that. Well, my thing is, I have enough highs in my day. Like I perform stand up to people every night. Like that's scary. When I have sex, I just want to feel good. I want to feel loved. I don't need you to tell me I'm a dirty little slut. Like I don't. I also like get turned on when people love me. Aww. So like that's my turn on. Is that like yeah he likes me yeah and you just want to feel like safe during it like are you a dirty little slut that your dad doesn't love you dad doesn't respect you dad, you're like oh my god yeah, your dad stop. Is, that, yeah now i know your dad doesn't like love you yeah. <laughs> i also like he likes the he doesn't mind that i don't shave my legs all the time like he'll joke like he'll start like touching my my <laughs> leg and like laugh at me where other guys will be like ooh. like there's a reason we are he's my person because i can like i don't have to change that much for him only like 20 percent. i'm just kidding <laughs> do you feel though having a partner that makes you feel so comfortable not only able to be yourself like do you feel like you're growing for the better it just feels like i have a team member that i didn't have before he just like doesn't get in my you way you are such a sport person i know i'm so like a- i have a teammate now <laughs> before i was looking for a coach and now i have a team <laughs> no exactly exactly oh, well. but like every now and then he does get coachy which i don't hate but every now and then I'm like let me make mistakes like let me make my own decisions I feel I mean I just felt like really like I don't need anyone and I just like love having him I don't feel Mm -hmm. like he makes me like that like they don't make you anything they're just like they're supportive and that's nice just don't get in my way yeah I think that's really sweet I think it takes a, a special type of guy to be with a strong woman but then it's nice when you find that person also because like i met him where he's fully complete like he's had this career for so long without me so like i don't i don't think i make him any better i'm just like literally there for him rooting him on i love that okay guys we're gonna have to wrap this up uh but anyway make sure to check out hannah's podcast because i'm on her podcast and i'll be talking about my hpv we're about to get even darker and crazier and naughty so but this was a good podcast since it's all about relationships and love and look she's a hoe if she can find her man (laughs) she used to be for the streets now she's not now i'm in sheets that i haven't washed in a while yes because i'm not domesticated but with a man in it yeah and her hairy legs and her hairy feet she grows hair on her feet no big oh, yeah. deal the knuckles on my toes i know no i saw deal. this and i was like i have not seen you in a while hey buddy <laughs> that's the little hair on the feet that i remember oh my god my full hairy foot look i'm sicilian take it or leave it take it or leave it all right anyway so make sure right now to go to burning in hell with hannah burner and listen to my episode on her podcast where can people find you follow me on tiktok instagram hannah burner and I have shows coming up in LA in September. I'm also going to be in Chicago, Portland, Tacoma, Wisconsin. Check it out, hannahburner.com. Bye. Bye.